Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 321 Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Wiley, and this is a show where I talk to all sorts of interesting and inspiring endurance athletes, literally from all over the world. Um, and as you might know, if you've watched us or listened to us in the past, uh, today's episode is brought to you by BocoGear.com. BocoGear has the best hats that money can buy if you're a runner or an endurance athlete. I don't look good in hats, but I look good in a Boko Gear hat, and I think you might too. So go to BocoGear.com. And we have a very inspiring guest for you today. Uh, this gentleman is 40 plus, a father of three, and a hard worker, not to mention a super triathlete. I mean, this guy has thrown down some pretty unbelievable times, but that wasn't always the case. Um, he has a very inspiring story. I'm just going to let him tell it um, and join me in welcoming my guest, Heli Rodriguez. Heli, how are you, sir? Hey, Patrick. How's it going? I, I'm excellent. I'm, I'm enjoying life over here in New England uh, and, and hope you're doing the same uh, wherever you are. Where are you right now? Well, now I'm in North Carolina, but let me tell you, New England is my second home. It is. Well, nice. Now, next time you're in New England, you're going to have to, you know, join me on a ride or a run because uh, I think Visit. there's a lot I can learn from you. I will be there soon for Boston Marathon. I'm running the Boston Marathon as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, congrats to you. This is uh, it's, it's an exciting time. So uh, tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. You know, who's Heli Rodriguez in a nutshell? Well, um, I'm a regular uh, father. I'm father of the three. I have two boys, one girl. I'm 40 plus. I'm full-time worker. And um, I'm enjoying do triathlon. It's like uh, my stress relief. And, um, and I'm a, just a regular person trying to do something extraordinary. Yeah, that's well, I can definitely relate to that. Uh, you know, I'm not 40 plus yet. I'm still in my 30s, but I have two kids. And yes, triathlon is my stress reliever as well. Um, were you always an athlete or how did you stumble upon triathlon, um, you know, being a father in, in your 40s? Well, let me tell you, Patrick, this is a uh, super beautiful story of my life. Uh, I'm always saying that triathlon changed my life because if you can, if you know, or, or if you met the Halle Rodriguez five years ago, was in a totally different person. I was over 240, 245 pounds with a health problem, stress problems. I was so, uh, and my, uh, my uh, problems, personal problems, overwhelming. And uh, at the same time, be a father is not easy. Work full time is not easy, and I was so under so much stress. I started to one day. I just realized. I say, hey, I need to do something for my health first of all, and then I need to do something to be try to be better person. Try to be better person, and I'm start to jog outside, and I start to set goals. But at this goals like uh, you can you know you can do it uh, my first goal was well i need to finish my first 5k at least i need to finish my first 5k i'm gonna start little by little jogging walking jogging walking uh, when i feel like uh, well i'm ready i sign for my first 5k and uh, i finished my my race and uh, i remember that time i'm talking about the five years ago Probably I finished 5K 
in 45 minutes, something mm -hmm. like a wall. <laughs> it's a lot. But then I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to fall in love with triathlon. And uh, I said, well, I, I, I can, I can keep training. I can keep improving. And I'm going to set down a second goal. My second goal is going to be one sprint triathlon. And that is the way we're going to start. I'm going to start with the sprint triathlon, working hard. Then uh, I, I won my first overall and sprint triathlon. So, okay, I, I think I can, I can be better in this. I um, keep working, hard working. Um, then I'm signed for uh, Olympic, start to try the distance. Then after a while, I finished first overall and Olympic distance. And then, do you know what? I need to go to the next step. I need to be in an Ironman. And uh, I started working hard in an Ironman. And uh, well, I'm happy to say now um, I was in two world championship. Uh, I was in top 25. Uh, oh. I finished third my age group. And um, I have one piano the 406. And um, my goal is just be the winner of the one Ironman. Simple as that. So, wow, there, there's a lot there that, that you just said in about two minutes. So mm -hmm. you went from... 245 pounds to what is your current weight well depend when i'm now i'm off season my weight is 175 mm. when i'm training pre-season when uh, the season is probably like around the corner one month or so i usually i'm in the 170 but when i'm in the race week i'm in 165 Wow. So first of all, congratulations on that transformation. That is a, a lot of weight to shed um, when you're working, you know, 60 plus hours a week and, and raising three kids. Um, so congrats to you on that. But what's more impressive to me than losing the weight is you went from running a 5K in 45 minutes, which is, you know, you know, let's be honest, you're probably doing 10 K's faster than that now, um, to doing a 70.3 in almost four hours. That is incredible. Like a four hour time. I, I you know, if, if folks don't know, if the, the listeners don't know a four hour time in a 70.3 race is fast. I mean, you, that's like a, a zone five, a heart attack the entire time you're, <laughs> you're going, 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 um, you know, I, I know there's a lot there in between the training and, and what got you to that. But, you know, what is uh, what is the driving force behind, you know, here I am at a, a 45 minute 5K to, you know, here you are now at a four hour 70.3. What's the mindset there? Is it, you know, wanting to be the best or is it a combination of that and wanting to have some longevity and be there for your kids? Well, you know what? This sport is beautiful because when you are in triathlon, you have to manage so many things at the same time. And then the thing when you are getting more involved in this sport and you're learning different stuff, you fall in love with this sport. And in one hand, I like to be in this sport because it keeps me healthy, my mental health and my body feel great. And in the second hand, you can set goals and you can see I can improve that I can go better I can I can keep pushing 
And uh, even for me now, I'm in my 40s and uh, my body is not the same and my recovery time probably take a little more. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm, I can do strong, I, ca I can be better, I can have better result. And uh, it's one combination of this several things on the, on, on, at the same time. But the more, the more important is keep the motivation. And for me, the motivation is try to be on a better person. I try to be on a better father. I try to be like in a good worker and try to keep the balance in all the aspects. Now that's that's great. And this is this seems to be a common trend with with a lot of the triathletes that I've been speaking to is you know, triathlon forces you to manage your calendar and your schedule more so I think than the average human being, right? It, it's, you know, you're training probably 15 hours, maybe even 20 hours a week sometimes, and you're working full time and you're being a father full time. So there's, there's really not a lot of downtime there. So it really forces you to maximize the time that you do have. So I'm assuming your workouts you know, they're hard workouts. I'm sure you have your zone two days and things like that. But when you're working the same thing, you're probably laser focused on that and then laser focused on spending time with your kids. Um, so it really just I, I feel like the sport of triathlon makes you better in all areas of your life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally agree, uh, Patrick. It's something like a teacher discipline, uh, how you can manage the time, how you can value the time. Because now when I'm, spend, when I'm spending time with my kids and when I'm spending time with my, my family, I'm spending quality time. Mm -hmm. you, start, you start to see the value to spend all this hour for your family. And at the same time, you can see when you have time to train, you do your best because you know oh this is all i got i have to use my time i try to do my best i have to reach it i try to complete my goals because i have no more time <laughs> so it's what it is so teach you discipline and be more focused for sure absolutely and so you you've been on this journey now for about five years and you know for for the the listeners or the viewers who are watching this on, on youtube right now you can see behind heli he has quite an assortment of medals and trophies and, and all sorts of goodies back there uh, how many races uh, have you been involved in roughly in in the last five years well um i <laughs> To be honest, I have no the number in my mind, but I can say roughly I have like an, uh, 10 uh, sprints. I can say like uh, maybe 12 Olympic and I have around to 15 half Ironman. I have uh, probably two full Ironman. I have uh, five marathon. Uh, I cannot count the half marathon. And uh, I have ultra marathon, uh, 50K, 100K. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being busy these days. <laughs> That's that. That's amazing. That's it's inspiring for me too. I'm I'm newer on this journey. I I didn't get involved in triathlon until last year or endurance sports in general until 2019. I had you know a similar lifestyle change. You know, working a lot, eating bad food, probably mm -hmm. drinking more than I should have, and and I changed things completely. Um, but I got to be honest, life is a lot better being in this world of triathlon. I'm eating healthier. I I've shed about 25 pounds. I have more energy to spend with my children. Um, 
you know, you dropped a lot of weight though. You went from 245 to, you know, your race weight. You said you're about 170, maybe even a little bit less than that. What does your diet look like? Um, I guess what was your diet when you were 245 and, and what is your diet looking like now that you're, uh, you're a competitive triathlete? It's a different lifestyle and the triathlon teach you what is the right way. When I, uh, when I, in the beginning, five years ago, uh, I have to be honest, I, I was a, a, a workaholic working whole day, eating fat food, eating trash, basically, you know, you eating all this food you don't, you don't have to eat, but it's the easy and convenient. And then little by little, I realized with the, one of the legs of the triathlon is the nutrition. We are talking about to the uh, swimming, biking, running, and nutrition. This is the four foundation of the, this sport. And uh, little by little, I'm starting to check book, check information, and uh, test with myself. Uh, just keep in mind, and just for the record, I never use a coach. Always self-coach all the time, just reading checking information, checking research, reading books, uh, checking information on the internet, checking what is the elite doing, what, where they are so good, what is the difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm starting to take my notes and uh, I turned uh, vegan two, three years ago and that mm -hmm. changed my life. I, I'm totally, I'm now, I'm 100% vegan and um, that helped me to keep and manage all my nutrients. And also I'm using uh, this uh, nutrition pad you can uh, attach in your arm or in any part of your body. And I'm measuring what is the, the nutrients in my body. And I know what I need pre-race, put on the race, after race, and uh, in my off season, in my pre-season. And uh, I have full control about it. I have ton of the books, I have ton of the notebooks with notes, and I have full control because the nutrition is so important in this sport. Mm. I think it's uh, important to reiterate what you said is that nutrition is the fourth sport of triathlon. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, is it, do you find it hard as, as a 100% vegan athlete to be able to bring in the calories that your body needs, or do you have it down to a science at this point, you know, exactly what you need to eat every day to replenish your calories. Cause I'm sure you're burning, mm. you know, at least 1500 to 2,500 calories a, a day on top of, you know, what you normally burn, um, outside of your workouts. So what is, what does a typical day, um, nutrition wise look like for you? Well, depend because I have one training plan. Um, usually I'm training six or seven days at a week. However, I have one smart training. I'm, I'm, I learned the last year with, the I was over training and I redesigned all my training plan. And now I have one smart training with keep me develop my skills in these three different areas in swimming and biking and running. And depend on the decision of the day, I have a different nutrition plan. And uh, basically I'm eating vegan veggies, fruits, uh, tofu, having protein shake, a lot of water, 
mm -hmm. and try to keep all my nutrients and all my vitamins at the right level. This is so important. Mm. Uh, for I have the notes and I know what is my peaks and I know one when and when I need to eat and what I need to eat. Mm. No, that's good. It, it sounds like you uh, you're you're very into the data of, mm -hmm. of, of all of this, um, because it, it really can become a science when, you know, e even outside of the nutrition, when you're looking at your, your pace and your numbers and your, you know, all of this stuff and how I'm sure you use training peaks or some other similar type of app to, to calculate all of that stuff. Um, it really does become a science and it sounds like you have it down pat with, with your nutrition and it seems to be paying off because your times are very, very fast. So, uh, what would you say to those out there who have maybe been considering a vegan diet, but aren't really sure how to go about it? Well, I think it's one decision which you need to take, but you need to go little by little. I mean, mm -hmm. you cannot just turn one day and the second day say, you know what, I'm vegan and I just want to eat uh, fruit and I'm just going to eat veggie. No, you can do one a slow transition and you can start to add more veggies, more fruit, more all these nutrients in, in your diet. Uh, I, I read so many books and at this point I have to say and a huge and a big thank you to my wife because she helped me to turn uh, to vegan and she showed me uh, how I can have all this protein and all this nutrient keeping one a vegan diet and I can just keep all this uh, healthy uh, lifestyle. It, it certainly helps to have a partner who is, is, you know, aiding you in your nutrition and in your training. So shout out to your wife. Uh, it, shout out to my wife too, if she's listening to this, because it, it's not easy being married to a triathlete or an endurance athlete in general. So the, our partners out there, uh, you know, big shout out to them. Uh, man, that's fantastic. So you know, let's move on from the diet here for, for a second and, and move into what is, what does your training week look like? I know you said you're, you're about six, seven days a week. Um, you know, how many bricks are you doing throughout the week? What's the balance between your cycle and your run? Because me personally, this is something I'm struggling with too. We mm -hmm. talked about, we're both training for, for the Boston marathon, um, which I'm sure that's not your only race. It's not my only race. I'm getting ready for my first full Ironman um, in July. So I'm trying to balance, you know, what's a good, uh, a good level of run volume versus cycle volume. Um, and how do you manage all that with different types of races? Well, Patrick, um, in all these years, uh, I just have one thing uh, I'm pretty sure. And I'm, I'm the king of the mistakes. All these five years, I'm coming. I'm I'm learning of all my mistakes, and uh, the last year, I have to be honest, I was so uh, focused in St. George because my goal was finishing the podium in St. George because it's in a beautiful uh, course, and of course, you are racing with the best of the world, and uh, I I just do. I was focusing volume and work in the heat and all my workout was uh, in heat condition. I was in Florida training 
and uh, I was training and between 12 and three with the sun is like, and the hot is like a 108, 115, because my goal was, I wanna be ready for, Ch for St. George. But I learned after St. George, because for me, it wasn't a good race, but I, I, I'm a little disappointed with myself because I was expecting finish on the podium. Uh, I learned with the, the volume is not the key. The key is the smart training. The smart training means you have to be you have to manage all your uh, times and you have to manage all your session. You cannot have all your uh, volume together. You have to, for example, right now I'm in off season, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm focused or my foundation in this training is the swimming. Why? Because in my case, I'm a slower swimmer. I'm not in the front pack. So I say, well, this is the short leg of the triathlon, but it's an important part of the triathlon because I was wasting so much energy and I was having slow times and I say, I need to work on this. So in my off season, I'm swimming six days out a week, basically I'm swimming 12,000 meters at a week. However, this swimming is, I, I have a net plan for this swimming. Sometimes I'm working in my upper body, sometimes I'm working in my drill, sometimes I'm working in my stroke, sometimes I'm working in my brief. And the key in every single session, besides to the volume, because the volume coming along, coming for, 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 for the swimming itself, is the form. I have to keep the form and I have to try to always use as a mantra form, form, form is the more important in the swimming. I have video analysis and have different shots of my swimming and all of I try to get in better and better and better because in the, in the same way you have in a great form, you have in a best, you have the best technique, you have, you are using less energy, you have using less oxygen and you feel fresh for T1 and you are ready to jump on the bike. So mm -hmm. my point here with the training is I try to keep the balance, but when I'm off season now, I'm trying to fix all the details. I'm not thinking in base, I'm not thinking in volume, I'm thinking in details, detail like a fix or, or fix my swimming form and the bike, it's not just the power and the bike, you have to be smart and you say, well, I have to build all my session, focus in what is wrong. What was wrong with me? I realized what was wrong in my higher dynamic position. So I found the software, I fit my bike and I work hard and to keep and keep the perfect position to drag less air, develop more power and be more efficiency depend on the course because every course is different. You cannot keep the same training for all the races. Everything is different. And for the running, it's the same thing. I found, okay, I'm running fast, but my heart rate is 170. I'm, I'm, I'm dying in the mile eight. So I'm starting to learn again how I can run, but keep my low rate lower and use the right nutrition because it's in a combination because you say, well, I can fix the form of the bike or I can fix uh, the, the, the performance in the running. However, if you don't have the right nutrition, you're wrong, you know, because you have no fuel 
for complete that course. It's the combination of so many things. And now, like I say, back to the point, a smart training for me is try to improve all the details, keeping low hours because I don't need volume at this point. However, I need to work and improve the speed because if I want to be the winner of the one Ironman, my time has to be in 350 because I'm checking my time all the time with the elites. They are my point reference and I know if they are running in 350, one Ironman, that has to be my time for this year. Mm. Yeah, I, I love how meticulous you are about all the details because you really are. You're an age group athlete, but you're knocking on that door of elite times. I mean, you're you're going to be sub four hours before you know it. Uh, so I wanted to just encourage you to, to keep being meticulous and, and going through all of those details. And I think that's important for athletes uh, of any level, beginner, intermediate, advanced, elite. Um, it's super important, especially in the sport of triathlon. Um, you know, we, we mentioned in the beginning of the conversation, you're running the Boston marathon. Um, let, let's talk about this a little bit here. So where did you qualify for Boston? What was your qualifying time? And what is the goal for you at the Boston Marathon? Well, I'm so excited. This is going to be my first uh, Boston Marathon because I was uh, working hard in my triathlon training all this uh, last year. And this is going to be my first uh, Boston Marathon. And uh, I'm so excited. I love Boston. Uh, Boston is the hometown of my wife, and we're spending a lot of time there. And uh, I love Boston, and I cannot wait to, to go and run through the street of Boston. I qualified for Boston with my last rate of the, on Charlotte, uh, was the Charlotte Marathon. Wasn't a beautiful race. Uh, deep hills. We have in this race almost 3,000 feet of elevation. And uh, I qualify with a uh, 302 for wow. this race. With 3,000 feet of elevation gain? Yeah. That's insane. That Oh, my word. So, yeah, if, if there are some newer runners listening to this, you know, a 302 on flat surface is hard enough, but doing it with 3,000 feet of gain, I, I, I would say you'd be, you know, in the low 250s if that was a flat course, right? Well, this is the tricky and this is the beautiful of this sport, Patrick. Sometimes you feel great, you feel in the best shape of, my, of your life and you have like an, uh, one mm -hmm time. And sometimes you feel like, a, I'm not feeling well, I'm just go for a run and see what happens and you have the time of your life. I ran Miami a few weeks ago, full, uh, the Mar Miami Marathon. It's flat as a pancake, you know? The elevation is just 250 feet of elevation. And I finished this race in 314. Wow. So that's st still still a good time. I, I mean, that's that's what 314. It's a sub 730 minute per mile pace the entire time. That that's fantastic. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm ex I'm excited. Maybe we'll get to meet each other in person uh, when you come to Boston. I'm just in Rhode Island, so I'm not I'm not too far away. But I am running Boston as well. Uh, I'm running on a charity bib uh, for the Ronald McDonald House Charities of New England. Uh, so while I didn't qualify, my my goal is to 
run as close to a qualifying Boston time for my age group as possible. So I'm shooting, I'm shooting for a sub three, but I think realistically I'll be more at that, that three fifteen time, maybe three sixteen is, is what I'm looking at, but it's going to be an honor to share the course with you. Um, you know, besides Boston, what other races do you have planned? Do you have any big, uh, triathlons, uh, that you want to talk about that you have later in the year? Yes, Patrick, when you are in this level, you have to think in your next year now. And actually, all the calendar 2022 was already done the last year. Why? Well, because I have, I have sponsors and I have to uh, make a deal with this sponsor and I have to see where, what I can do, what they need to me complete this race and then we, we work in this project. Uh, the calendar for 2022 was basically done last year, I'm going to say for uh, um, October, November, this calendar was done. And uh, I'm already thinking in the calendar 2023, because you have to, like I say, you, it, the triathlon is beautiful and it's so many things you have to take care of, so many details, and you have to be prepared. And this is one hard work, not just a one month or not like the people say, no, it's just a training plan of the 12th week. No, you have to think in the race. You have to know your course. You have to know you have to fit your bike. You have to train on site. You have to check the weather. You have to test nutrition. You have to test all the equipment. And it's, it's in a hard work. And it's not in a work of just a few months. It's, a, it's in a work of a year. Uh, for 2022, I have four races in my calendar. I have, uh, I'm, I'm running just 7.3 because my goal is try to finish first overall in 7.3. Mm -hmm. um, I'm running uh, Florida in May 7. Then I'm running uh, Texas on 26. Then I will be on, I will be in Boston for a triathlon, Boston triathlon in July. Then I will be on September in Augusta. And then I'm going to finish my calendar in Florida again on the 7.3 of Haines. Uh, in the meantime, of course, my goal is qualify for a world championship in May, now in Florida. I'm going to start to build my training plan and all my uh, race plan for St. George because, like I say, St. George was cute last year. But I, I still feel like I, I can I can be better in St. George. I can beat the big guys in, in St. George, and I can finish on podium. That's fantastic. And you're you're running your first seventy point three of the year, only a couple weeks removed from the Boston Marathon. So that's that's even more impressive. Uh, so I, I wish you the best in all of your endeavors this year. Uh, you mentioned you have some sponsors. Before we go, do you want to shout out your sponsors really quick and let everyone know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I have to say a big thank you, all my sponsor. I'm working with MOBA. Uh, uh, it's a store for um, training, uh, for triathlon and cycling gears. And it's amazing. These people really helped me. I'm working with Honor. It's another store with uh, cycling and triathlon gears. And this is amazing. I'm working with Valef. They provide me all the winter clothes, jackets, and all the thing I, what I need. 
I'm working with Compression C is another uh, sponsor for uh, clothes uh, training and uh, is amazing. All these people believe in me, believe in my work, and I have to be say and a huge thank you. And uh, the I think the key of the all this project and the people is doing all this possible is my wife. Uh, she is so special. It's a huge thank you for for Danielle. She's my coach. She's my fan. She's my chef. She's my Sherpa. She's everything. And uh, this project is not possible without her. That that's amazing. And you know, your sponsors believe in you. I believe in you. You know, obviously Danielle believes in you. <laughs> and uh, you know, this isn't going to release today, but we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So thank Danielle for allowing us a little bit of time with you on on Valentine's Day today. Uh, but Heli, I, I wish you the best of luck in the rest of your season. I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting you at the Boston Marathon. And uh, let's stay connected through through social media and keep this conversation going. I'd love to catch up with you down the road and, and see how you finish in some of your 70.3s later in the year. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for having me and uh, the best look in, Bo in Boston. And uh, thank you for the show. Your show is amazing. I have to say I'm, I'm your, your number one fan. Thank you so much, Heli. I appreciate that. We'll talk to you soon. Well, there you have it, folks. That's Heli Rodriguez. Man, what an impressive athlete. Uh, he, he's in North Carolina now, originally from Brazil. And like I said, he's throwing down some amazing times. Just uh, a humble man, uh, super into all of the data and the little details. So we can all take a page out of Heli's book. That's for sure. Um, I want to thank you all for listening or watching to another episode of the 321 Endurance Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Patrick Wiley. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share, and we'll see you next time.